Absolutely, and uh, we concur with those sentiments. Now, Clive, Asian shares slipping as the decline in crude oil also curbs enthusiasm on Wall Street. It was very interesting day also this morning. So, okay, now, I mean, we were expecting, obviously, to see what the response would be from the OPEC nations with regards to the oil pricing. That did take a little bit of a nosedive. I don't think you know, a lot of people expected that. Um, and it did sort of like leave us a little bit uh, perplexed because uh, normally what this means is that there'll be some sort of slowdown and the markets will retract and then we'll rebalance again, re-evaluate, recalculate and get back onto it. But it wasn't to be the case. As we saw, the agent markets uh, slipping away. It's losses from yesterday, obviously. Uh, even though we had Japan back um, uh, today, uh, uh, we didn't have, have, still don't have Japan back uh, this morning as well. But the MSCI uh, British Index of Asia-Pacific shares um, outside of Japan was down by 0.6%, moving away from its nine-month high. Touched last week, if you remember, we did that, uh, which looked very, very positive at the, at the time. So what is the influence behind all this? Uh, the Chinese yuan steadied against the U.S. dollar. We saw that a day after slipping below uh, that important 6.7 level. So what we were also expecting was to see how uh, the Shanghai Composite also will, will, will fare. Unfortunately, that was also down by 0.4%. And it didn't speak uh, much about what was taking place within the Chinese economy. We had some news coming out. Uh, we know that they're preparing for the, uh, the G20 summit that's going to be taking place this weekend. Obviously, we have all those finance ministers coming together. And one of one interesting particular uh, meeting that will be taking place will be the, what, the meeting between uh, the Chinese finance ministry uh, with the finance ministry in northern Korea, North Korea. So that's going to be very interesting. I'd love to be a fly on the wall in that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. and then, then, yeah. Just staying with the oil prices there and uh, the concern um, of uh, oversupply, and uh, that's despite cuts in shale production. Talk to us about what's actually going on there, Clive. We have to just put it into context so that you, we, uh, our listeners just understand, because obviously shale, um, alternative energy, as opposed to oil, or, or, or vice versa, either or. But we, we're starting to see a little bit of a, a stability returning to the shale gas, especially if the oil starts to go down. So those guys do get excited a little bit. They feel that there's something that's going to be happening that's going to actually spark the market back again. And those guys are... Remember, there's a lot of people who are against, especially those people who are for uh, green energy or um, uh, clean energy. They, they are against the shale concept because it's just not in their favor. They think that it destroys animals and agricultural uh, uh, routine as well. So that's not, uh, that's, that's, that, that they're not happy with that. Not that they're happy with oil either, but we haven't had come up with uh, proper organic energy that we can all just enjoy that will be as sufficient as, uh, as, as both these particular commodities provide us. So what is happening is the balance of the two con- continues to, um, obviously, against each other, wrenching and and, 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 and creating turmoil within the market. I reckon still that the OPEC nations have a bigger responsibility to act in regard to the oil price. 
Thailand anywhere else. But the Americans will also feel that they could do the same. But it's all hanging in the balance. We don't know what the next step will be. But what I do think is that shale is probably going to be the next biggest thing, the biggest alternative energy that we'll have out there. We know even in South Africa with regards to Operation Pakisa and uh, the ocean economy, that is, there's a lot of investment that has been taken into research into finding out how to abstract the gas from the ground. Well then, and just finally, before I let you go, Clive, uh, three U.S. states uh, are planning lawsuits over Volkswagen's diesel pollution, uh, even after they announced settlements in June. So what's going on there? Into summary, the guys are not happy with the the way Volkswagen has handled this particular issue. They think that the, the fine of 110, 120 billion U.S. dollars is just not enough. Um, and because it was a deliberate, they feel that it was a deliberate act of negligence uh, on their part to cut down and to escape law. So they feel that they're going to take this up to the, to the Supreme Court of Appeals and they're going to make sure that they get uh, even more out of Volkswagen. I don't think anybody wants to be uh, driving a Volkswagen at this particular moment. So, okay. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but it, it's just the states feel, those three states feel, Sakina, that the, the punishment is just not happy enough because they keep, they keep finding these cars that were not properly checked, which have these diesel emissions that are not up to the standards. So that's a problem that they have.